Are you living the crazy life of a sports parent? This is Sports Parenthood, the podcast packed with cool conversations with sports people, coaches and professionals for rookie sports parents just like you. You'll hear nuggets of gold in every episode with your hosts, fellow sports parents, John and Tiffany Bonacera. Bouncing back from setbacks is everything in sport, because if there's one thing you can count on, there'll always be hurdles. From little niggling injuries to season-ending ones, a slow start in a swimming race to a missed penalty in soccer, and the postponement of the Tokyo Olympics this year also represents a deeply disappointing setback for many sports people. But, as the saying goes, we all know nothing worth achieving is ever easy. In this episode, you'll hear from John Novak, a mindset coach who works with athletes across 44 sports as well as business people, and is a co-creator of The Boomerang Effect, a program designed around the concept that what you put out is what will come back to you. Where do many of us become unstuck in bouncing back? In our conversation with John, he explains the exact thing that's getting in the way. You'll love his limitless energy, evidence-based insight and lived experiences, including his own devastating setback as an athlete and, more importantly, what happened next, along with his dream of becoming the Prime Minister to what is now his life's work, starting with his interesting sporting story. Really, my sporting background is I played league as a kid I played football or soccer as a kid and I was a fat kid and that's what people told me um and it's funny how those labels still sort of you come up with it because that's a voice that I heard and yeah in fact my life in, in the fitness industry and a lot of other things that I've done throughout my life is quite opposite to being a fat kid but I'll just leave that to one side but I I, I sort of distinguish myself I played for Western Suburbs SG Ball at, at when I was 15. I was young. The system was different. It would, would be Harold Bats now. That, but I played for them, but I also played professional football at 15 in third grade for Sydney, Croatia, and um, was paid, mm. paid as a player. That's nice at that age. Yeah, it was really good. So 100 bucks for a win. A bit of pressure. So this is a long, long time ago because I'm quite – um, elderly, yeah, quite yet not in right. my spirit. My spirit's just like, woo, having fun. <laughs> it's all about having fun. And um, because I know a lot about vibrational energy that's required to be an elite athlete. And I also know that this is the kind of stuff that my clients are really, really buy into that if I bring an energy, that that energy will be transferable onto any sporting field and also in their lives. So I've got to be a mirror of that. I learned that in the sport that I finally chose between the, the, the sport that I didn't tell you about was martial arts. So, mm-hmm. so I ended up being a third Dan Black Belt and chose and I wanted to be the world champion. I wanted to follow in the footsteps of Bruce Lee. He was my mentor from afar and I just loved everything about him. I could, f- even not knowing facts, I loved energy like and woo and stuff like all that stuff he did. I just thought it was just jumping off the screen. I said, I wanted that. And after thousands of smacks in the face with nunchakus, I started to realize that this is something that you do for a lifetime. And um, so I pursued that and got very, very close to my dream of becoming exceptional at it. And Mm -hmm. um, it 
really, really didn't happen. And I uh, missed the world championship here in Australia, representing Australia under the most unforeseen circumstances you could ever have that led me into an early retirement from the sport and karate. And karate, by the way, in the Olympics that we just didn't have will be on next year's finally made it to the oh, Olympics. Yay. But we were talking about it then. Wow. We were talking about being uh, representing at the Olympics, but it didn't happen till now. What and that's year like, are you talking, mate? Oh, uh, really? Uh, mid-80s? I was going to say 88. Was it 84, Los Angeles? 84. So, no, but there, is, there, there was but no Olympics. It hasn't Olympics. been. It's, it it's hasn't been until no, this year. I know, but when you were talking rep- about it. We were thinking it was going to be, um, yeah, Los Angeles. Wow. And I was sort of at the top of my game for that three or four years representing New South Wales half a dozen times. And they're in the semifinal winning against Australia's number one and then unforeseen circumstances of being disqualified in, in wow. the by winning the the that fight and I was four I was up four four two. Winning that fight means I'm in the Australian team to fight the world championships here in Australia. Wow. And then I get disqualified. Ouch. That um sort of really, really, really it not just hurt me, it kind of destroyed me. It it was um one of those moments that even now it's sort of mm. I, I was lost and and it's forty two different styles or forty different styles something like that. My my head coach and and head instructor just the club paid for me and our organisation paid for pay for me to go to Japan as a as a, an appreciation to just listen. You just go. You, you just go. You you won. You just deserve to. So I spent a month in Japan. In my mid twenties, what a wonderful opportunity! Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I had that wonderful opportunity. But then I came back and I did some kickboxing and went really, really well and won many, many things in it and ran a lot. And but then after all of that, at thirty three, I made a comeback to karate ah. because I felt that um, unfinished business. I had unfinished business, and the, just a, the short and curly of all that was this: that I was I won. More events at 33 to 38, and the people who are my competitors were all coaches and referees than I did at my prime How interesting. because I changed my mindset, and that was the, the beginnings of the boomerang effect. And um, I ended up training Australia's best fighters because I was matching it with them at 38 on my final swan song in 2000, and I, the program started to have life, and that was my sporting background and in the process, people who know a little bit about my background and, by the way, I beat Dol- Dolph Ludgren to win the New South Wales. That's from Rocky Four. Oh, I know who he um, is. The New South Wales Ivan title. Ivan Drago. So, yeah, I beat Ivan Drago and – How and good. It was great. That's cool. It was really, really cool. It was really, really cool to to think that you can do something like that and, and I'm like I'm normally 75 to 80 but – I don't know. I came in at eighty-one, and then I went to heavyweights, and then guess who was waiting? Six foot five, Ivan Drago in the final. Oh, so, mate, that's mad. He just what destroyed a, everyone. What a very and, cool, uh, yeah, cool little experience and great story to tell. There was um, many, very, many, many, many cool opportunities for martial arts, and till this day, I still move in the backyard that way. I still practice personally. Mm. I'm not in a school sense practicing, but it. It developed my skills and practices and disciplines and processes where I think that that developed 
the, the precursor to the boomerang effect, that there's basics in everything. And in this mindset program, no doubt we'll talk a little bit about, there's always something very simple that you've got to start with, and that is projecting the right energy. And and when we first developed this program in 2.6, where it became an incorporated business, it was it was positivity. It was mm. what you put out is what you get back, and that's why it's called the boomerang effect. And that, that was the nucleus of my own life dissatisfaction with what didn't happen, that, just, that at that time with not understanding things happened for a reason actually was the bane of my life and destroyed a dream. But the reason that happened now to just come to the end of it is that for me I understand loss. Mm. I understand what it means to feel defeated. Mm. It, I understand what it means to have incorrect thinking and then ideal thinking at 33 to 38. Everything I practice, now I share with athletes and I connect with an athlete's soul. Mm. That's what excites me when I, whether, whether I'm working with a kid that's nine who's a little aspiring superstar or I'm working with a football team that we have in common, Johnny, or if I'm working with athletes of, of a whole different bunch of disciplines that I never actually got involved in, like diving, for example, Melissa Wu, four times, mm. four times Olympiad. I connect to her because it's excellence in the breath. I had to do that and I did that my comeback better than I did at the halcyon time of my career. My, wow. wow. You asked me a question, a, I just went on and on and on and on. No, 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 honestly, it was, well, a, that was, it was a really good answer. And it, I mean, ultimately you spoke obviously about positivity, yep. but what you also mentioned yep. is that your life and your sport within your life was full of ups and downs along the way. Yep. So in your experience, can you talk to us a little bit about the traits of people? Yep who manage yep. those setbacks the best and yep. bounce back to their best. Yeah, I um, I thought hard about this question because I, I'd like to say that there's one, one way to answer it and I, I thought probably I've highlighted in my own mind the number, the, in my own mind the, the, the most important feature of bounce back is before you can bounce back something because people want strategies and tricks and tricks about how to do this. But mm. first and foremost, it's a mindset and it's perfectly explained by Carol Dweck's work in, in, my, in, in mindset that you need a growth mindset. And people mm. go, oh, what's a growth? It's being open. <laughs> it's being willing and being curious. Mm -hmm. Now, why is it that I freak? Why do people freak out? Why do you freak out by a loss? Like sport, if you're against someone, you are very disrespectful to your opponents for you to get annoyed that they won today. Mm. They're also working hard. And mm -hmm. you'll see in this program when I unpack it further that limitlessness, it's part of a Zen part of the program, is my assumption when I meet athletes. And people and yourselves and anyone listening to this, anyone listening, you're all limitless, okay? So then I say, what's getting in your way? That's the thing that's getting in your way is what makes bounce back hard. Got it. Oh, I shouldn't have happened. Me, me when I retired at that age, at the, at the prime of my career going, I can't deal with this. This is unfair. It's all against me. The world's against me. Blah, 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 blah. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. And there was nothing on this stuff. So growth mindset mm. means that I'm open to a difference of an opinion, which leads into teachability, which which is all part of awareness. These are I'm mm. just throwing out these things, and then we can talk just about whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll no, go we'll, ahead. We'll, yeah, go ahead. Please do, and we'll drill down. And then trust in self. Like, why would I be 
why would I be lingering in a moment that didn't work if I've done all the hard work? I mean, you're not trusting that that work is still within you. You just lost a moment or you lost mm. a game or a situation or a competition. It doesn't go away. The body never forgets. Anyone listening that's driving at the moment, you don't go out of your way now to think, now I need to do this with the clutch and I need to do this with the drive. It, you just <laughs> You just assume or you just trust that it's always there. If you train and train and train and train and train and train, one's focus needs to acknowledge what you need to focus on is acknowledge that you need to trust what's there with faith, trust and belief. Believe that it never leaves. But why does it leave? Why do you think it leaves? Because you're not in the now. If you're Mm. not in the now, you're in the past. So if you're in the past, you lost the moment. But now you're bringing an old moment forward, which which means that you're not accepting that in the new moment there's choice. So mm. this is clarity, and then and this is this is the love, this is the desire, and then the woo is the enthusiasm. <laughs> so that is giving you like I'm just wiping a lot of things at you. How do you bounce back? Mm. You've got to have a lot of traits, but I'll tell you what, you definitely, definitely must nail this. It must be an absence of negativity. Mm-hmm. And then please pick up any point and say, please, uh, yeah, yeah, delve a little deeper because I, I can, but I just don't want to keep talking and talking. And- well, that was there, therein lies where I fell up and tripped up. Which one? That negativity. Yeah. I would say that that, is, that, was, uh, that, that was the one thing that um, held me back. Why Tiff. is that? Looking, looking in the mirror. Tiff looking is in the without- mirror. Doubt the glasses, how empty girl. Yeah, I'm trying really hard now, John, to change that. But looking back, just you know, we're reflecting on our own sporting careers and talking yep. about that, and just off the back of what you were saying, having sort of clarity of thought myself, um, I would say that that's that would be the thing that held me back. Yep. So yep. you know, I can't we change the past now, but you know, it it, it is uh, good to know that that's something that I need to think um, work on. Can I can yeah. I just interject for a second? Of See, course. It's not just you, Tiffany, but it's really nice that you're so honest and vulnerable enough to say that. It's it just shows the strength instantly that shows strength to me. But for anyone, a parent listening regarding their child, mm. that mm. negativity, it's interesting how we do it. Like, why do we have an inner critic? The inner mm. critic has something to do with the fact that it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So that's not good enough. That's not good enough. So that actually becomes a motivator. So where we we come unstuck in bounce back is focusing on what we're not good enough at Mm. instead of focusing on the fact, correct me if I'm wrong, you've represented Australia in running. Correct. So imagine, imagine just for a second if the inner critic at the critical moment in that battle was silenced, what would that have meant to you? Yeah, I think it would have opened up my – you know what it would have opened up my mind to, John, is uh, – yeah. and I think um, it would have been taking trust, – trusting, I'm trying to find the right words, but being willing to take more risks in terms of pursuing right. those goals. I think that's right. probably – I would see more cons than pros in terms of throwing my eggs in that basket to, to reach those goals. That's yeah. probably yeah. the best way to sum it up. Um, without going into, you know, the nitty-gritty of it. Um, So I think I I raced well. I didn't think – I don't feel I went into races negatively. Um, And I was always, you know, turned up – I showed up 
in good form and I had a, a relatively you know, obviously there's room for improvement, a, a yeah, decent a, mindset in terms of race ethic. day and all of that. But I feel yeah, like I, my, my holdback scenario was not being willing to give it my all. But see, that's not just. And what's so good about you saying that mm. is because this is for parents, mm. as I understand our audience. Absolutely. Well, all limitless people listening who are not just parents, who are not, well, there's no just before parent, but mm. anyone wanting to improve themselves, the context with which everyone lives in ends up being a mirror for all of us. Mm. You can take full responsibility and it's my responsibility, but that's why I made the comeback because mm. I wanted to take full responsibility. That's why responsibility. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I want to take full responsibility for what I could become. And I was still fighting to be number one and still came third at that age, missing out mm. by one. So that's outstanding. Mm. So mm. I'm I'm beating 75% of people with the mm. new mindset being 13, 14, 15 years older. Mm. Now mm. that tells me that there's a quantum leap when there's more um, awareness that awareness and faith and trust and that we don't become the victims of the complexities around us. Mm. It's not just you that was having that difficulty. It was dealing with we it's handed to us. It's 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 Albert Bandura's work of modeling everything our kids are getting is modeled from our environments. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why we've got to be really, really careful. That's why I couldn't wait to do it. Mm, and that's so we've true got to too. be careful what we're projecting because they model it. And even if it's subconscious modeling, they're getting mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I agree. John, I would, I would say that in the, in the four or five months that we've been doing this, that, that's probably been the main thing that I have picked up. What's that? Which bit? Is the self. Mm. Oh, yeah. Is, is having a look at myself. Yep. As a sports parent. As a sports parent, as a parent. Yep. As, a, as an employee, as a human being. Yep. And, and looking at how I can work on myself yep. to get positive results elsewhere. Yep. Mm. So not, not how I can work on others. See that quote? See what you just said then? Mm. That is the that, – that, you know that there's that huge statement, change yourself and you change the world. Mm. Now, that's not a small statement. That mm. is exactly what you just said. Mm. I have found that I need to work on me. And when you work on, on you or anyone listening to this works mm. on themselves, you are changing the world. Well, and you think, oh, how are you changing the world? Trump's still in power. He's still got a chance. How is that <laughs> Well, that possible? is a downside. <laughs> there is a downside. But how, how you're changing the world in your small way and my small way and our small way is that we're sharing with our kids a different mm. way. Mm. Yep. Mm, it's exactly. not a vicarious pass down thing to go, my parents did that, I'm like this and therefore, and then therefore what? And what happened to volition? So the more... Mm. We individually work on ourselves, the more the people around us can can flourish. Mm. And that's the key to it. That don't think it's self-indulgent. It's not being, it's not about being narcissistically self-orientated. It's about, wait a second, why do I find that so difficult? Why? Mm. And this is there's no time to do this. And the more you recreate yourself for the betterment of, of yourself, that comeback for me was cathartic. That, mm. can, that was so cathartic. That's mm. why I speak with such passion of the changes anyone could make with, with a desire. 
So, John, on that, and there is a word that I guess has become, um, I won't call it cliche, but you know what I'm saying, and that is resilience. Uh, I'm sure it's an important word, um, but let's use it for the time being. You may have a better phrase, but um, just um, for the purpose of the conversation, do you you find that uh, people tend to have a natural resilience, so the ability to, I guess, bounce back, you know, or or can it be learned? Well, definitely with positive psychology's research now, it can be learned. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's no doubt that if you can look at every moment that happens in your life as an opportunity to grow, you are perceiving things. It's a perceptional shift. If mm-hmm. you can perceive things differently, you are different to where you were. Mm-hmm. Some people where when we talk about the genetic part of the who I am before or what what I was given, mm. um, we have a greater propensity from the research that someone who's gone through hardship that we sort of get a little more. But someone's difficult. Someone's got it, half the world's impoverished this second. Mm. Leave COVID nineteen out of it for a second. Okay, mm-hmm. half the world's impoverished now. Therefore, the little things in life. Uh, harder to get. Those people are tough. So why do we have not only the greatest athletes, distance runners in the world come from a region in the yeah. world, the difficulties yep. that they face, mm. just getting water mm-hmm. yep. means that there's a greater propensity to be able to do something. So you could say, oh, well, they're more resilient because they've got to work harder just to do things that we just turn a tap on. Take for, Take granted. for granted. But mm. from the research now that if there's a willingness and I've my answer to your question is in three things, and these are love, joy, and excitement. Mm. And why do I say love? Because it's such an important vibe energy. Mm. There's so many exceptional athletes who are limitless, like I said, all of us are, learning their craft with expertise. And there's so much joy. There's so mm. much joy in what they're doing. Joy is contagious. Whilst mm. negativity is contagious, so is joy. So mm. can you become more joyful, which means that you bounce back better and you are more resilient? Yes, because you love it before there's a number or there's mm. a placing or there's some money involved in it or there's a premiership. I love this so much. And one of the first things I work on with an athlete is I talk to him about love. So why did you start this sport? Oh, I really, really love it. Oh, because you wanted to represent Australia? No, 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 I really loved it. Okay, so where does love go when you lose? Mm. Ah, oh, well, I'm not happy then. Ah, so what kind of love is that? Unconditional or conditional? Mm. So consistency of what you love is very, very, very important. And a child learns that when they have a pet, that even when the pet does the wrong thing somewhere, whether it be on a lounge or on their foot, (laughs) It's not a castigation, I hate you now. As we parents, I still love you, but that behaviour is not befitting of this moment, swearing, Mm. whatever it is that they do. So we're looking at the behaviour, we're not looking at the essence of the person. That is, we give them love all the time. So how does resilience and love work together? Positivity increases your positivity or your love increases your reservoir of resilience. Yeah. So your your base level goes up. So you need yep. to keep triggering this daily love, joy instead of disciplines, must-dos. 
So the more I can I can imbue it with an energy that's mm. vibrationally like warming and oh that's like tastes so good that feels so good that feels <laughs> oh what you're doing is putting out energy creating an energy and a feeling in the feedback that's what's called mm. boomerang. Mm. So you well, know, yeah. great segue. We're heading there next. We are. Yeah, good. Because that's your program, isn't it? The boomerang effect. Yep. You've gone on. You've you've used it a number of places, but primarily now in schools. Yep. Tell us a bit about the program that okay. yourself and your wife, Teresa, have created yep. and, and the key themes behind it. Teresa is an occupational therapist in mental health, 20 years, working at, at the Coalface. And, mm-hmm. you know, I work with elite athletes and um, we started to see that there was a similarity of what we were saying and doing in separate forums. Then mm-hmm. now we're full-time together. Now it's been a couple of years we're working full-time. So we're now... Where we created the program a long time ago, but Teresa was still doing her thing and I was doing mine. But then we mm-hmm. came together in the program in education. So what we de- developed is a simple bunch of principles mm-hmm. based on positive psychology, which only is around since the year 2000, and Buddhism. The Buddhism mm-hmm. component of it is the Eastern flow and faith, Tao. It's the good and it's the, the yin and the yang. The, the white is within the black and the black is within the white. So nothing's completely only one thing. There's mm. traces of everything. And this is why it's a holistic program that, that really, really hones in on personal responsibility and flow energy, which coming back to the, the person that motivated me to start martial arts is be the water. What does be the water mean? That was my question, John. What's that? <laughs> What what does be the water mean? Well, be the water means flow. Okay. To flow. And when you flow, when you when I raise that, I've worked with 44 different sports because I'm doing 10-pin bowling now, first client in, in, in the United States. Who's oh, wow. A, who's a, yeah, yeah, we're starting to do – we've got a few clients now in the States, but the first one is a 10-pin bowler who's at high, um, high school. He's in his second last year. Anyway, flow is really important. And what does flow mean? You, I'll ask you the question. What does, Tiffany, okay. what does flow mean for you at the elite part of your career? Was it smash it out? Oh, okay, flow. No. What does flow? When, what would flow well, mean for you? Well, the thing that came to mind was probably um, my mind and body kind of being in sync together. Yeah, That's yeah, probably what yeah, came to mind. Yeah. And, 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 than moving my body moving well yes. uh, as a result of that. So fluency. Mm. So every sport I work with, we look for what does flow mean. So be the water means mm. that water meets an obstacle, a huge log, a rock, reeds. What does it do? Goes mm. around it. Yeah. Goes over it. Doesn't Goes matter under what it. happens in your life. Mm. So the boomerang effect is a combination of what your the cognitive part of it in the Western world of you know CBT the cognitive behavioural therapy mm. what you're thinking mm. changing your thoughts but really it's also then adding this Eastern part of it cup the water it's yours squeeze mm. it and what do you get you can't drink from a squeezed hand and in the Western world do more learn. it's all about harder and you yeah. must you instead of like I was talking to a parent one of my clients in Vietnam last night and the kid's just over it and he's ten. He's over mm. it. And this is number six in the world in golf. 
and mm. and I work with this kid. So why, John? Like why? W- just just quit. I don't not mean I'm not going to go into the specifics of him, but at ten and being over it is you know would be sad. It's t- terrible. COVID nineteen interrupted. Right. So the right. Australian coach that introduced me to him, we don't need to know the names. No, of course people, not. The Australian coach that introduced me couldn't actually go there, nor could yep. they come here because of the problems. Yep. So they yep. took another coach. Then the, that old that coach is um, it it didn't fit. It wasn't a good fit, even though that was um, a very, very illustrious coach of the country with 100 million people. And um, so there's a, and so now I'm being asked in this, this deep and meaningful conversation yesterday was, why, um, what do I think? And I'm thinking, well, you had a really good fit. Things changed. And it doesn't matter that the coach from the country is not the so, there is no such thing as the number one coach because different coaches work differently with mm. athletes, as you of both course. know. So yes. it's a good fit. If it's a good fit and you're number six in the world and then suddenly you can't swing the club, like he, he told me last night that I'm swinging it worse than when I was seven. And I've seen this kid hit at 220 metres, like just mm. bang, 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 bang repeatedly mm. and just watching a big screen at Moore Park, watching his favourite Milwaukee Bucks he likes, um, getting smashed, by the way, by the Lakers. He's watching him and he just goes, ah, oh. and then he just stands up there, goes to address and goes, whack, over and over at 10. And then mm. suddenly everything's changed. What's happened? Not a good fit. Mind game not happening. Losing faith, like feeling he hasn't been heard, parent issues, being mm castigated and then being rep- furtherly reprimanded, then grounded. Sound mm. familiar when the kid's not doing Does what he indeed. needs to do? And we're mm. talking very well-to-do people who can afford everything. Mm. So what we're doing is getting lost in the quagmire yep. of, of opposite to flow. Strip it back. Well, does he love it anymore? That's another well, question. we're working on that. We'll come yeah, back to interesting. love. And I'll inter- interesting. And I intervene in the best way I can, but all I can be is an advisor within the multiple teams that I work in to assist parents in in helping their athlete continue love and joy and excitement. If it gets too serious too quick and their EQ's not up to it, your emotional intelligence mm. – and most athletes, even at the elite level that we have in common, John, a lot of them were um, their ages of their in, uh, emotional intelligence sort of stops at about 12 to 17 or 16 because we've got a career. We don't have to worry about any of that. It's just run faster, run harder, squeeze, and there's mm. not a lot of flow. And, you know, the difference in any um, – we, we obviously we're referring to a professional sporting team at the moment – how, how do you do so well one year and not the next with the same people on the field? And, and I think uh, a lot of the things that we're discussing are reasons why that might happen. Flow's the start and you ask mm. me a question. The boomerang effect is, is a lot of things, but I thought I'll just pick the eye out of it. There's one umbrella statement and two mm-hmm. other principles and then three ancillary principles that I'll quickly say. So it's Number okay, one, cool. number one, worst thoughts and actions, always positive, no exceptions, every day in every way, 24-7 on. Every <laughs> athlete needs to say it wrote. So in other words, my words, posit- positive words, I can do this. There's no mm-hmm. naysaying. Why? Principle number two, because what you put out is what you get. So there's no battle. I'm always projecting something that is positive in my words, thoughts, and actions. Mm. It's my boomerang. And then... 
when I'm not doing that because of unforeseen circumstances, like for me in the first part of my career, the referees, and I was just too, ah, oh, that was mm. too much of that stuff. Oh, he doesn't look disciplined. He doesn't, their judgments. My response to their judgments, does it help or does it hinder me? In mm. phase two of my career, it hindered me so much that I won 75% of all my fights, mm. even at that age. And that's just a mindset. That was a mindset shift. Mm. And that, that's why those three principles, the golden rule, positivity, words, thoughts, and actions, always positive, and the boomerang effect, understand that what you put out in your words, thoughts, and actions will come back to you and understand you've got a choice and that choice is to help and hinder. So there are three, but I'll mm. tell you what's on the back of that. Limitlessness, remember I shared that with mm-hmm. you at the beginning mm-hmm. of our chat? That's behind you. That's, we are now imprinting that in your subconscious, okay? That's, that's who you are, but things get in your way. There aren't no problems. There's just mm-hmm. things that we do that aren't helping us be that flow brilliant person. And then next, best self, that's above, that's the prefrontal cortex, is mm-hmm. what's my best self? That my environment's right that my, my preparation's right, that my mind's right, the best mind, the best body, the best emotion, the best spirit, faith, trust, and belief, and the best environment. That's what I aspire to. That's P-being, you know, like in little mm. A's, our kids mm, go, yes. your keys. That's your P-being all the time. That's your driving force. And then underneath is my fun one. This is the sixth one, is energy like, woohoo! <laughs> what do you bring? What do you bring? you got to have it. Are you going to give me mood or are you going to give like my my 400-meter runner who wants to beat the world record? We've got 45.9, 400 hurdles. We're aiming at 45.9. So we study Edwin Moses' science of the detail. Edwin Mm. Moses, for those who don't know, was an athlete who was undefeated for nine years, nine months, and nine days in 126 races because he was the scientist of the detail. So what mm. we do is bring that energy of clarity into okay. woo, every moment. <laughs> there's my summary of the boomerang And there's a lot effect. of power in finding that depth, isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of detail? Like exploring things to that nth degree and really just finding, you know, they call it the 1% yeah, or whatever oh, yeah. it might be. But, but really just finding oh, yeah. that tiny little thing that, you know, that can flick a switch and, and make well, all the difference. I think we all need to say woo well, every now and then. We do. Creates we do. energy. Oh, true. Like it, totally. And, and I, I know from having John on board last year and then obviously having him remotely this year, we, we've missed that aspect, yeah. that energy that John provides for us. You know, work. though, but thinking about our own kids, I think to myself, you know, uh, even just listening to this conversation, I feel like we need to bring a bit of woo back. It gets too serious. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. I'm just feeling Absolutely, like we need to mate. bring that back. Yeah. Everything's yeah. so serious yeah. and they're serious and they're 10, like or mm. 9 or yeah. 8 and oh, you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this. How would you – just the simple question, how'd you feel today? Like we were playing football yesterday, yeah. played four yeah. games, Agreed. they lost, they came last. Do I care? There was moments I just look for the magic. I just look for the good stuff. Mm. It's a team. If you're not if you're not resonating with joy, why would you come back? The, look, the, the mm. phone is such a battle with the the, the the dopamine that it's releasing in you. You mm. feel a superstar champion all the time by winning a game that's on your phone right now. Like how can you compete mm. against that if it's discipline, discipline, must, 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 must. Mm. We, mm-hmm. I think we all need to lighten up. 
Oh, yeah, you know what? I was even thinking if we're talking about from the perspective of sports parents as yep. well, I'm kind of thinking that we don't have a lot of us, us included, I'll put my hand up, we're not having a lot of woo ourselves and, um, you know, and obviously as you mentioned earlier, you know, it all goes around. It goes and, downhill. Um, it, well, it all goes around. Yep. So if we don't have the woo, our kids are not going to have the woo and it all goes around in circles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's something to to. You know, you should yeah. see what you she think. I'm agreeing yeah. with you, and I'm there at Little A's on Saturday, ES Marks, and then my daughter's running this sensational race. And she came back in her first race back at 111 at 10. And 111 is not a bad for, for 400 meters, that's pretty good. Yeah, oh, my that's goodness. a good pace. And she's beaten yeah. lots of boys and 13-year-olds. I think she's got so, me. <laughs> so she does this and I am wooing on the inside, but I keep this healthy yes. distance from her until she comes to me. When she comes to me, yeah. I hug her so deeply and go, I am so, yeah. so, lovely. so proud of you. And she, you could see our souls connecting. And I don't need yeah. to overjump. I just, yeah, yeah, that's great. It, I don't need to over be because she's resonating on the inside joyfully. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. allowing mm. allowing them. That's allowing the flow happening in them, and then they're mm. getting more sense of themselves. In, instead, instead mm. of trying to be the disciplinarians, it's like that. What you're allowing them to be is is themselves, but guiding them on that journey of of that good feeling. Because they they've got a mm. they've got something that are attracted to naturally, and it's just that we we mm. yes. we kind of we kind of sort of beat it out of them through saying discipline, 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 and they haven't got the no, EQ. They ain't got the EQ mm. yet because they did No one's explained to them. People our age don't uh, understand their emotions. How are they mm. going to understand it? So it's easy to go back to the phone. Yeah. Do you want to run us through some seven practical tips? to help aspiring athletes bounce back from setbacks. And I'm just mindful of time because you've got soccer training to head to. Oh, yeah. I'm okay for another 15 minutes if you Perfect. guys are okay. I'm yep, just we're good with it. so in the space and so I'll in the go. zone. We, I feel we'll so honoured, by the way. I feel oh, so honoured to be part of this because I hope a few parents get something out of this. Yeah, so, no. Okay. So, th- look, it's definitely language. Starting point is language. It's kind of like if it's a simple tip, positive, happy, and trust. Say some words or just positive, happy or positive, mm-hmm. limitless. Can't tell you how many, you know, it's hard to persuade a child to be limitless when they've had a loss. But you mm. know when you're at your best and they'll go, yeah, you just look like you're limitless. I think you really need to aspire to that. Just mm. go out there and put out your best self, whatever that might So some good words. So yes. positive, limitless, trust, you've got what it takes. Get some good words. But then really, really word, work hard on their, their, the language of their bodies. You know how mm-hmm. we say body language? Yep. My simple advice when I meet people and if I give advice at the end of a session is get your words right. Say a couple of nice things to yourself, and if it ain't positive, it it doesn't exist. Stay fo- fixated on your mental script, on good words. Smile literally because you're releasing, obviously, you're releasing good chemicals in your brain. Yep. So mm-hmm. smile a lot and stand tall. So if someone's 140 centimeters, tell them that today I want you to be 142 <laughs> centimeters. So absolutely that's, understand that's, that. That's the first one. Then. Grounding yourself is really important. And a little exercise I like working with kids and all of my elite athletes mm-hmm. is we can do it together now. Think of your you, you, your right big toe. Mm-hmm. Think of your left big toe. 
Mm-hmm. Think of your right ear. Think mm-hmm. of your left ear. Think of your right big toe. Think of your left big toe. Sorry, I'm going so fast. Right, your right ear. What you're doing now is getting in your body and in your feet. How in the feet? How in your feet? Right big toe, left big toe, right big toe, right. And just touch that, touch it. Put all your attention in your breath, in the moment, in the moment, right big toe, big toe. And then when you think, now I need to get my body in sync with what I know. Ah, let's go. Right earlobe, left earlobe, right earlobe. So that's the mind. And now you're going with the, you'll see right big toe, left big toe. So you're going across an axis. Then you go right earlobe, left earlobe. Now you're creating a figure. Look at it. Right big toe, left big toe, right earlobe, left. You're creating a figure eight from your toes, right up to a diagonal line to your right ear, to your left ear, back to the right toe. And that is a transformational sign. You don't have to explain that to the kid. Just play the exercise. (laughs) Woo, 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 woo. And they're going, what are you doing this for? Woo, woo, woo. It's just, it's playing. Another exercise, get a ball, throw it off the wall. I'm doing it right now. Positive. Trusting, I got what it takes. Positive, trusting, throw it off the wall. Every time you throw it off the wall, say your positive words. Now, if you drop the ball, which is life, how do we bounce back? You look at one little thing on the wall and make it really pinpointy, like Mm -hmm. the, the eyelid of a needle. Look in the eyelid of the needle, balance on one leg, have your arms to the side, have a smile on your face and say three times, and this is an opportunity. And this is an opportunity. And this is an opportunity. Back to the ball. Positive, committed. I've got what it takes. I'm limitless. Say whatever the words are and do that for about a minute and a half. You drop the ball. It's an opportunity. How does that sound to start with? Good. Great. Practical. Easy. Practical. I can implement. I know that's not seven, but there's a couple more. But um, Hey, you know what, John? How about yes. you share them in an email and I can pop them in the show notes. Perfect. We can, we can send our listeners to the show notes to Love read it. the extra points. Let's yes. do that. I'll do that. Got them written, send them to your email, and then Done. you can have it for everyone. Ready for the listeners. Mate, that sounds yes. perfect. And while we've got you, this is the Piesta Resistance, mate. Yes. You've alluded to it throughout from the beginning <gasps> and how important parents are on their children's sporting journey. And, and the level of influence that we have, it just being around and being present. Yep. If you were to offer any single, and if I'll lead you to a single, it might be a little bit more, but a single piece of advice, what would it be? How many hours have we got? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I know. I, that's, why I, that's why I said uh, is you there can a single, get it down to one. Can I say a few think, things? Or do, yes, yes of course. please do. Naturally. Do you mind? I don't want to minimise it or trivialise it. I think there's a few things we need to think about that these kids are your mirror in some way. So what would you like them to see from the mirror that you create? Do you want to see someone who's really anxious? Do you want to see someone who's disappointed? Do you want to see someone who's angry? Do you want to see someone who's, or do you want to see someone who goes, I love you, whatever happens? Or do you want to be someone to say, you know what, there's a couple of great things you did and I tell you, keep going that way, it's going to get This is a self-introspective exercise with parents. You can't bring your past into the evolution of a new being. You cannot live vicariously through kids. They are there to be the best they can anyway because that's the human pursuit. So Mm. chill, be really positive about whatever they do, minimise negativity, communicate with no anger 
Do not be angry. Show them joy that they're actually moving. Show them the joy and the, the beauty through your eyes that you'd like them to see how you like how they're lit, how you're lit up by their energy. Just their their pursuit of something lights you up. And that is enough for them to inspire them to want to be more. That's like a simple, simple mm-hmm. parental thing that we can work on. Work on yourself to be a great mirror that they would want to do more because you're happy that they're doing what they love to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Or did oh, I just absolute. prattle on? No, Absolutely no prattling. Perfect, perfect really? sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like it's inner work. I was work. looking at myself the whole time you were saying it. And you can produce champions. They're all there because there's a lot of expertise that we never had when we were growing up. Mm. So don't be discouraged that the competition's greater out there than it's ever been in all the sports that your kids are gifted in. I just think that half the work is in the the ones like I'll do an hour with a kid or 45 minutes or half an hour and there's 168 hours in the week and where are they the rest of the time? With the people who have no idea, who have never actually done it themselves at the highest levels possible, unlike both of you guys. So if you really, really, really want to do this well and help them, educate yourself but definitely chill out more. And a big smile and a woo in your spirit. Yay. (laughs) Perfect way to finish. Thank you for your time today, John. That's gold. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sports Parenthood. Please leave a review, share with your friends, or visit our website, sportsparenthood.com.au, to connect. Catch you next week.